Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Here we will delicately and tactfully walk through each psychological issue. Psych! This podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. This is not intended as individual, psychological, or medical advice. Please proceed at your own risk and always defer to your individual medical or mental health care team. Basically, don't make it weird, guys. Right. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shit Your Shrink Thanks. Take the kid from the fight, take the fight from the kids. Sit back, relax, sit back, relapse again. Can't take the kid from the fight, take the fight from the kid. Just sit back, just sit back. You're a regular decorated emergency. You're a regular decorated emergency. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> a little panic of the disco for you. Oh, I love panic. I know. Did you have a panic at the disco phase uh, in high school? I'm still sort of in the phase. <laughs> I never. Oh, it's a phase, right? I, I never left. <laughs> I never got out of it. Yeah. Actually, fun fact. I think the lead singer of that yeah. was my first real crush. No, no, no. Legolas from Lord of the Rings. Uh, was your first real crush? Yeah, it was sure. my first real crush. And then the second crush was the singer. Of that I would band. say. The singer of this band was my first emo crush. Oh, God, there's a difference? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was having crushes clear at, like, age five. Like, <laughs> you were one of those that, like, Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Justin Bieber. Well, and the Backstreet Boys. Oh, sure, 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 yeah, sure, yeah. sure, 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 right. sure, yeah. I didn't, I, it was funny because I don't get crushes very right. often at all. And I was like, what are these feelings for Legolas the Elf? I don't <laughs> don't understand <laughs> which makes a lot of sense i'm trying to th his name's not brandon yuri it's brendan 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 maybe brendan. i think it's brendan yeah his uh i found out his wife is from michigan so what? yeah that's yeah. cool yeah that's my home state for those of you who haven't figured it out yet <laughs> Nice. I'm certain many of you have. We've had a couple. <laughs> we've had a couple of listeners write in and be like, "Are you from Minnesota or Michigan?" And I just haven't confirmed or denied anything. But they're essentially the same place. Wisconsin also is the same place. So. Yeah. Don't what, you know? Don't you know? Eh? What's up, you Northerners? So everybody, welcome. This is our podcast. Shit, your shrink things. It's a podcast where two mm -hmm. shrinks tell you what we think about mental health facts. We give you a little bit of data. We give you some research. We might even give you some fun skills to try outside yeah. of session. And most importantly, we give you the tea, the hot goss. And what I, my high school consultant told me a new phrase for Ooh. Oh my gossip. Goodness. Okay. And now I don't remember what it was. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but we give you all of the fun facts about our own life as well and how these skills are working out for us, actual yeah. shrinks. Yeah. Because even though we are the expert, doesn't mean that we're always good at the practice. Yeah, we do our best. <laughs> we, we do our best. best. Yeah, that was the <laughs> funny story I was going to tell you. So a friend of mine and I both just started our private practice and we were talking about if we are still giving clients homework, which we are. Yeah. But it's a lot less mm, pressured in a hospital system, I'd say. Than, okay. than it is in a hospital system because it's like, well, you know, complete it or don't, it's your choice. And right. <laughs> we'll go on the flow that we end up going. Sure, yeah. sure. My friend was like, do it or don't. I don't care. 
<laughs> She's from Tennessee. I just thought that was great. So now all week I've been like, do it or don't. Do it or don't. Do it or don't. Stupendous. That is. I yeah. love that. Yeah. I also told Michaela before this episode started that you're going to hear some sips of coffee while I'm talking. And I said, I'll be straight sipping. So. And that caused a good laugh because me too. That's the headspace we're going to be in today. Right. Yeah. We're both a little sleepy sleep deprived yes we're doing bipolar disorder today for those of you who are have been eagerly awaiting that just so you know before we get to anything you'll know what you're tuning into today yeah but first we are still learning about each other on the podcast and we like to tell each other funny stories and the segment is called what's good so this week Michaela, what's good with you well, my what's good is not far off from my last what's good, but we found a house and we're going to be moving. That's so exciting. It's it's a beautiful house, too. Yeah, I'm the fact that we're going to get to live in this house, it's I'll be sleeping in that and be like, "Wait, are we on a vacation?" Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, is this real life? Yes, and artists used to live in it and it's yeah. really stunningly laid all out. All sorts of little artsy neat little details in the house. And yeah. Wowza. The backyard is Oh my gosh. Yes. Really special. Yes. I I'm so excited and also stressed because we are we're like, let's move now. So we're like real hustle button. Yeah. With the packing. And yeah. we've lived in this current location for six years. Yeah. So I've squirreled away a lot of shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how I roll in the shop. Yeah. <laughs> you never know when you might need that ketchup packet. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do know. Actually, I was cleaning out my closet this week, and there was stuff from high school in there. I was oh, like, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hoarder tendencies run deep in yeah. this family. Yeah. It's like, Sonny, no. Right? <laughs> I, uh, I embody the phrase, waste not, want not. Yeah. I just don't throw stuff out. It's no, because you might need it. Yeah. It's, I'm really bad about that. Yeah, same. Sure. My husband will throw anything out that ever existed same. ever. Same. And I have to, like, get real buck wild to be like, don't throw it out! Yeah. He's like, you don't need this little scooter's thing that you put in your coffee to keep it warm, like the little plugs. You do not need you this. You don't need that. Yeah. I'm like, I need five! <laughs> Not only do I need that one, but I need four more. Yeah. <laughs> so your what's good is that you're moving. You found a stupendous house. Yes. It's beautiful. It's more towards country living. Yes. More rural. Yes. It's, that's going to be great. It's yes. in a nice, safe location. And Very. I'm really excited for our daughter to have her own room. That's going to be a blast. So it'll be really, really awesome. Yeah. And then we're going to figure this out. We're going to figure out. the distance. Yeah. We're going to figure out distance recording. Which I actually feel pretty confident we can do. I was going to say, I think we might actually end up being like, wow, this was, why didn't we do this earlier? This was so much easier. (laughs) I bet. I think sometimes, I mean, I feel for you having to like get over here sometimes. I think it might be easier. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it could be even a case where it's like, oh, we could just do bang one out on like a weeknight or something. Right. And it's way easier. Instead of having to, yeah, Yeah. orchestrate and get together. Yeah. 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 I think it could be, because it's, I mean, yeah, you have to like make sure your house is not on fire when another human comes to it that's hard and (laughs) this time you don't have to do that anymore so we'll figure that out audience you hopefully you don't notice a difference and it's a seamless transition really hopeful that we can just keep flowing and there's not any pause and recordings or you know yeah i think it will be okay if you guys miss a week we love you and i know you will live but we probably won't i don't think we will yeah we're we're, you know, dynamic duo into a powder kind of people. So we'll get, we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not now. That's a problem. Just a little bit. Oh, 
how about you, Sunny? What's your what's good? So my what's good is that I I've been really enjoying the Adams Family and the Wednesday Adams oh, show. Oh, I haven't started watching that. But yes, it's so it's good. Yeah, I actually think it's a really supportive family dynamic. I was watching it and thinking, like, even back to the original show. Oh yeah, how supportive the family dynamic was, yes. and it was really interesting because it's like this allegedly very goth, very creepy family. And I thought these are actually like the healthy ones. If you yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. these are actually healthy. It's loving. It's supportive. There are open ended questions. There's affirmations of what people living in the family like to do. Yeah, I was gonna say they let each person kind of be their own person and support them being their own person. Yep, it's not a mesh. There's some kind of independence in each of the family members, mm-hmm. and it's actually, of course, loving to see. Morticia and Gomez, who are just so deeply obsessed with each other. Yes, adore each other. Yeah, so I was just, I was watching that, and I feel as though I don't see a lot of actually good family dynamics very often. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's one of them. Like, for example, I was watching the Gilmore Girls, and I was like, this Uh... is a problem. (laughs) This is a problem. I mean, I'm watching it for the first time, so the nostalgia effects don't really apply to me. Yeah. You know, but... Yeah, I'm watching that. And I'm thinking, wow, that is a horrible example of a uh, parent-child relationship. And I feel like a lot of those shows are like that, mm-hmm, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yes, but not the Adams family. Not the Adams family. Yeah, they so. were supposed to be quirky and weird. Little did they know, yeah, they were actually the healthy representation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was thinking about the healthy family. There's also another podcast I listened to called "My Brother, My Brother and Me," and it's three brothers, and they you know they just have a comedy podcast essentially and sometimes they have their dad on it's the a podcast also that i listen to is called the adventure zone it's the same people and they do a dungeons and dragons podcast Fun. yeah and they are an extremely healthy family dynamic and i've just been trying to like ingest that i want i, I want that it. in my veins so that's been my what's good I like that. Yeah, we have two good ones. They're home and family centered this week. Yeah. Well, look at us. We're wholesome. Yeah. <laughs> I feel the need to say the F word all of a sudden. <laughs> I won't. I won't. So what did you try for outside of podcast experimentation? How did it go? Mine was to check in on kind of my mental health and coping since having baby. And yeah, no, it didn't happen. Nope. Didn't happen. You're I, moving. I'm moving. Yep. Shit got real, and I've just been trying to juggle all the things. Mm-hmm. So I didn't take the time to sit down and really be like, how am I today? Yeah. It's like, go! This is, I mean, it's this a perfect is... example of how yeah. things get pushed back for people. It's mm-hmm. not like we're trying to actually avoid it, or we're, no. it's, nobody's doing anything intentional. It's just life happens. And so you can see in us what happens with clients. It's right. the same thing is it's like, you just get busy, too many things pile up, and you're like, yeah, I'll figure that out later. Right. And then you go to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, right, oh, right. Shit. And then your therapist's like, uh, this is the third week you didn't do your homework. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Therapists are often just like my partner in shaming me to help me. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> to help me do the thing I'm supposed to be doing that I know I should be doing. <laughs> Accountability, buddy. Right. It happens. It I does. mean, I totally get that. Yeah. I mean, I do. I need to take the time, but. I need to make the time, not take the time. Yeah. But making the time is difficult sometimes. So, I mean, sometimes you just have to grind through survival mode until you can find the time. Yep. But eventually you better fucking find the time. Yep. That's it. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's like. You, you can't back burner it forever or it's going to boil over and become a hot mess you have to clean up and it's going to be way worse. Mm-hmm. Right. And that, that stove 
yep. visualization yes. of the boiled over mess that you would have to clean up. So it can sit on that back burner for a little bit. Yes. It can. It can. Yeah. yeah I mean, there's a time for it, but yeah. yep. Yeah. Not forever. Absolutely. No. I agree. How about you? How did your homework go, Sunny? I don't remember what I was supposed to do last week, but I remember something I was supposed to do the week before that I didn't do. So, okay. then, I, so, then, <laughs> so then I did that thing. So okay. I realized that I was going to give you guys like a little list of things that people say to people when they're pregnant oh, that yeah. they should not say. Mm-hmm. And then possible the clapbacks that I used to <laughs> deal with the situation. So the first one that I saw, or, and I might've mentioned this before was, please never say this to a pregnant person it is sleep now before you have the baby because you won't sleep once the baby comes yeah okay don't ever say that right people who are pregnant are often not sleeping we mentioned that before it is awful to try and sleep while pregnant just never say that yeah yeah and that one triggered too much anger in me and i'm going to be honest the way i handled that was just a straight up irish goodbye like when that was said to me i just stood up and left and walked away (laughs) because I thought I was going to hit somebody. Yeah. Normally I would just be like, well, I'm already not sleeping well. So I think I will figure it out. Yeah. It's, it's the man that's going to have that issue. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Or, you know, other partner. Yeah. Another clap back could be, uh, darkness. I was born of this in the the voice of Bane. Darkness. I was born of this. So you could try this. I was born of this. (laughs) Exactly. You could try being weird. You could try walking away. You could try being weird. I think make a weird face. Yeah. Do that jazz. My absolute favorite, which I had talked to with a couple of friends just this week was when I feel really irritated by something, I will just say the most bizarre thing I can think of. And people will be left wondering, is this person being a bitch or are they just unhinged from reality? And that is the kind of uncertainty I like to sow. <laughs> That's where I want to be. And if I if I feel that I need to be aggressive, I want it to look like I have crazy eyes, like that Samuel L. Jackson oh, meme. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, so that's another option is you could just kind of like- Just look, give them crazy eyes. Yeah, just yeah. give them crazy eyes. So Crazy eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one option for sleep now. Uh, another one was, are you breastfeeding or bottle feeding? Mm. And that one was really frustrating because it was just like, why are you asking me weird things about my body? I don't know you. Yeah. And also it's just really none of your business. And also we can't really predict that. No, no. Again, there's different things that we don't know. I mean, technically my baby is getting breast milk, but mm-hmm. she's basically being bottle fed. Right. There's, <laughs> so Yeah. There's going to be like a, an amalgam of different, like sometimes it's nipples, sometimes yeah. it's a bottle, sometimes it's formula, sometimes well, it's Sometimes it's like medical stuff where they're like getting fed like trachea type mm-hmm. stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not like really anything that person can control yeah it's like asking them to tell the future it's like give me your anticipated future i don't i mean yeah it's a weird thing to ask so i would just say i'm not sure yet what's going on with your boobs today (laughs) yeah yeah. what's up with your titas man how's that uh what's uh going on in there how are they feeling like i just want to make you uncomfortable knowing that that is a weird thing to ask me don't ask me about my boobs yeah how about that you could do the uh meet the fuckers like well anything with nipples (laughs) You can milk anything, yeah, with can milk anything with nipples. So I'm just planning on getting off the cat. You <laughs> <laughs> make the husband do it. Actually, you can milk anything with nipples. I was gonna milk Greg. Yeah, <laughs> that's a perfect response. Yeah, you could just say weird stuff, and that works. 
Another one I got was some emergency stories. That was a common thing that yeah. people would say to me. So really uh, difficult things that people had experienced. experienced. They were kind of trauma dump on me. Yeah. And so one story was, you know, my wife had multiple traumatic deliveries. She was in labor for hours and hours. She almost died. And this story was said to me at a wedding when I was nine months pregnant. Like literally, I think I gave birth like not even a couple weeks later. And I... To be fair, the person who was talking to me was a friend in this situation, so I didn't want to make them feel uncomfortable or weird. But what I just essentially said was, listen, I know that pregnancy can bring back some unpleasant and traumatic memories for people, but I need you to not say that to me. Yeah. Right? Like, and I need you to think about your audience. To me. Yeah. This is not helpful for me, and I need you to think about your audience. And what is your goal of communicating this information to me? Right. Is your goal I like to make that. what is your goal of communicating this to me? Yeah. Like, is your goal to make me feel better? Because this is not making me feel better. Right. Like, but I don't think that's the thing. They don't have a goal. They're just freaked out by their own past experience. Yeah. They're just triggered by seeing the belly or whatever. Mm-hmm. But still, mm-hmm. that doesn't make it okay. <laughs> no, it doesn't make it okay. So in that situation, I was really patient with it because it was a friend. Uh, in other situations, I would just say, who's this for, man? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, just don't, or just Irish goodbye again. Right. Yeah. Give them the crazy eye. Like, I don't need to hear this. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't need this. And then the, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I'm in a nope right out of here. Okay, bye. Nobody nope. <laughs> and then the last one was any comment on my body size at all. Oh, my like, Jesus. Oh, you're so skinny. Oh, you're so big. Oh, you're so, do not. Either way, don't do it. No, nothing. I am. I am death on wings. I am amorphous. Yeah. I am a cosmic horror. I am not any size even or dimension. If you're that they look good, they might not feel good. It's like yeah. you're you're just invalidating what they're experiencing, even if you're trying to compliment them. Just don't say anything about anybody's body. Ever. Try that. Yeah. Like just no. start there, particularly with pregnant people. Just right. Don't like don't do it. <laughs> just don't. If you feel the need, don't. There you go. <laughs> So usually I would say something like, oh, your turn. Let's talk about how much space your body's taking up. Like, (laughs) I just want to get like really aggressive with that one because I do not tell me, talk to me about how much space my body's taking up in the world. Or or just make a weird comment about their body. Oh, well, your boobs look lopsided. So we all got things, right? You know? Exactly. I mean, there's, there's all sorts of, and then again, my favorite, who's this for, man? Yeah. Like, I you know, I just, I know that folks are trying to be nice, but just maybe don't say anything. If you're really not sure, if you're really not sure how it's going to be handled, don't say anything. And particularly with people you don't know. Right. Just don't say anything. It's, the most that you should be saying is like checking in on how they're managing or coping. Like mm-hmm. if it's a friend, you can be like, how are you doing? Like, are you, you yeah. know, do you need to talk or vent? Like what's, what's happening? Yeah. Open-ended questions are acceptable. Yeah. And reflections are acceptable, especially when you know somebody. But right, yeah, don't if, be talking to strangers about their shit. Yeah, if you don't know somebody, just assume a pregnant belly is not an invitation to know them better. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and assume that. That's so a good assumption. I this like that. is what I tried for homework. Yeah, I like that. yeah. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about a listener request that we had. So a very polite listener, I believe they were from Spain, but I can't remember, said, I need an injection of an episode on bipolar disorder. And I loved (laughs) that phrasing so much. Yeah. So I thought, okay, sure. We'll do, we'll probably do two parts on bipolar disorder. Listener, thank you. We also have another listener request that'll be coming up soon about 
how to terminate with a therapist or how to terminate sessions. And mm-hmm. so we are taking the requests are great ones and we listen. Yeah. So we thanks for sending requests. it in. Sometimes we're, we find ourselves spinning wheels like, what do we want to do next? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're happy to get the ideas. It. Yeah. So I thought it was really wonderful phrasing. Like I said, and we did, we're going to do a mini series on it. And thank you from our international friend. So let's start. Bipolar disorders are actually their own section in the DSM. Mm -hmm. And they used to be called manic depressive disorder for all of those who like the history. Yeah, yeah. I think there's different people who still call it that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like folks get trained like a psychiatrist or psychologist or social worker will be trained 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times like the disorders are so similar that you just, the phrasing doesn't change. Right. You well, kind of like seasonal affective disorder. Yep. I mean, that's now not uh, what it's called. It's depressive disorder with, with seasonal, seasonal pattern. patterns. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, meh, you know, it's the same thing essentially. Right. So yeah, it, language sometimes gets better, but you will see, hear people kind of call it different things. Right. And so the first diagnosis we're going to talk about within this bipolar spectrum is bipolar one disorder. And that's probably the most well-known and perhaps has the most striking set of symptoms. And it's definitely the one the media likes to really blow up. Yeah. (laughs) You see a lot of representations of this one in particular. Yeah. And so bipolar one, for a diagnosis of bipolar one disorder, you have to meet several criteria for a manic episode. So you have to have had a manic episode. episode. And mania is different than what people think. So Mm -hmm. we're going to describe mania to you because it's not just like, I have energy. Yay. No, it's not like that at all. Actually Uh feels a lot more out of control. Very much so. So the manic episodes, they can be followed by hypomania or depression. It doesn't matter, but the manic episode is what's key in the right. diagnosis. The manic episode has to be present for you to get the bipolar one mm-hmm. diagnosis. Yep. And it's a lot rarer than I think is diagnosed, and we can talk about that. Right. So what is a manic episode? A manic episode is a distinct period of abnormally and persistently elevated, expansive, or irritable mood and abnormally and persistently increased goal-directed activity or energy and it has to last at least one week and be present for most of the day, nearly every day. Yep. Yep. And during that period of mood disturbance and increased energy or activity, three or more of the following symptoms or four, if it's just irritability, have to be present. And so we'll talk to you specifically about what mania is. Right. So the very first thing is in mania is an inflated sense of self-esteem or grandiosity. What is that? That means I am on top of the world. I have tiger blood. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I have tiger blood. I am yeah. I am the king. I am Jesus. We speak together sometimes. Right. Um, I'm the best that's ever existed. I'm the best there ever was. I'm the best around. Yeah. I could I can do anything. I'm probably an astronaut. Right. Even though this person has not been to space. Right. right? Yeah. Like there's not a lot Everybody of supporting. Definitely thinks I'm awesome and definitely wants to get with me. I'm yeah. so cool. I'm super hot. Yeah. Yeah. Any of those things, but it's not like the person is being narcissistic. No. It kind of comes out of nowhere and it's like seems unusual for them in a lot of ways, honestly. Like they might have some of this present before, but it's like it's elevated. Yeah, it's really elevated. And it doesn't kind of it's not consistent with reality, right? They're like, "I'm better than the president." And you're like, "I don't think that you have read one book right for example like (laughs) it's just like not consistent with reality is the main thing so grandiosity means like 
you feel grand when there isn't a lot of evidence to support that in that right. specific area you may be right. grand you might be grand in certain yeah. ways like we're not trying to downgrade people yeah. by you, any means you could be grand <laughs> we're just saying that certain things that they elevate and think about themselves or say about themselves just aren't quite consistent with reality yeah they don't match up exactly what's the next symptom of mania decreased need for sleep so they feel pretty rested for after only like three hours of sleep. So they are just like up. Like it's mm -hmm. not that they are exhausted and they can't sleep. It's not like insomnia in that aspect mm -hmm. where they're tired. It is just like I'm awake and I have all these things to do and I'm, I'm good. Mm -hmm. You know, it's freaking elf. I got a good full 40 minutes. <laughs> like, <woo. laughs> Yeah, exactly. And, and I made a rocking chair. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing is, too, with this, like. I'm going to harp on this a lot about how bipolar is often misdiagnosed, but the sleeplessness cannot be caused by like nightmares or PTSD mm. stuff or like yeah. fear of sleep. Right. Um, and it can't be caused by like cocaine or caffeine yeah. or whatever. Right. It's something that happens like on its own. On its own. Yeah. yeah in your body. Your mm -hmm. body is keeping you awake and your body says, you're good, man. Yeah. Without any prompting. Right. And there's no like... You're not trying to avoid something. There's no like, I'm really stressed out and so I can't fall asleep. It's not like that. It's right. like, you feel pretty okay and maybe more than okay. Mm -hmm. um, when and, and sometimes people do sleep less than three hours even. Uh, I've, yeah. I've definitely seen like all-nighters for like days and days and well, days. Well, it might be too. I mean, remember, irritability is a factor in this too. So you might mm -hmm. still have that going on. So you might not feel like 100% right. okay, right. but you don't feel like, drained exhausted yes like you're not in that i can barely function because i'm so tired yeah you're like you're either like i'm like amped and hyper or i'm gonna go blow some shit up yeah kinda. and it's it's not <laughs> like afraid either that's no. the other thing like people with like if it's trauma or anxiety it'll be like more fear-based but if it's bipolar it's more like irritability or like energy-based right wake waking which i think a lot of people mistake yeah but even a lot of mental health practitioners will mistake yeah, it definitely yeah so that's a really important one. Okay, what else for mania? Often they are more talkative than usual, and their speech is often more pressured. They have kind of like a pressure to keep talking. Mm -hmm. Can you give me an example of this? Sure, I can give you an example of this. I can just keep talking really fast, and I'll just keep going and tell you a story. And, and oh. this other thing happening over here. Oh. Oh. Okay. You know, okay. It's hard yes. to interject when somebody is talking with pressured speech. Yes. And or maybe they're just telling a whole bunch of stories. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know why I get some pressured speech sometimes, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, we all get it occasionally. But this is again outside the norm, and this is noticeable. Yeah, it's and it's really hard to noticeable. interject, and it's hard to redirect, mm -hmm. and. Even if you told them, hey, uh, give me a second to interject, they wouldn't, it would be hard for them to even slow down with right. the knowledge that they right. were doing it. Yeah. There's also something called flight of ideas or subjective experience that thoughts are racing. So it's like kind of hard to grab onto one single thought. Mm -hmm. And it's this like, it's not ADHD because it's not present all the time. It's just in the manic episode. Right. Right. It's like, I can't grab onto a thought. Everything is racing. Everything connects to something new right. and interesting or irritability wise, something that I pissed off about. Right. That, that pissed off thing brings you to this pissed off thing, brings you off to this thing over here. Yes. And flight of ideas is basically like it, they aren't hinging together real well. Right. So it'll be like, 
look at that pink dress over there. One time I rode a pink horse and then that pink horse turned into an eagle. And then the eagle flew me to the moon, right? Like it would just be like, these things don't really relate. And they're said really quickly. Mm-hmm. And there might not totally be a point to all of it. There could be, there could right. be, it could be loose, but so that would be a, a symptom. Yeah. yeah. It could be a symptom that somebody is in a manic episode. The next would be distractibility. Mm-hmm. So again, their attention is really easily drawn or distracted to unimportant or irrele- irrelevant details or external stimuli, mm-hmm. which can be something that they observe or something that is observable. Mm-hmm. And again, this is not ADHD because it's only present in the mania. Right. So, I mean, think about, you know, somebody going down a really unimportant rabbit hole. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you're at work, you're trying to get your work done. But you see that there's this one little thing that you're trying to do, and that causes mm-hmm. you to go down this different rabbit hole, which wastes, like, all your day, yeah. which wasn't helpful for your actual job duty. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's like you might be really productive, but in the rabbit hole. Right. That isn't relevant. Which, which isn't relevant and doesn't actually help you get done what you needed to get done. Yeah, which is really frustrating for people who have bipolar. Yeah, I think it it's is. just like, it come is. on. Right. Like, you why can't my energy... All the unnecessary detail we're focused on, <laughs> yeah. and the, the big, important things were completely just... Yeah, it, I would I would imagine that it's just so frustrating because you're like, come on, like I have all this energy and all of this like excitability. Why can't it be goal directed? Right. Why can't it be helping me? Yeah. 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 So we do mention here too in bipolar, there can be an increase in goal directed activity, but it's just not relevant goal directed activity. Right. So like it it would be the typical I have torn apart the entire kitchen during the nighttime, like I took all the cabinets off, but I have no carpentry experience. Right. Like I just feel the need to redo this kitchen. And so I started it and like bashed a hole through the wall and like did all these different things. I never finished it. And I have like no experience to demonstrate that I should be doing this thing. Right. Or I really want to get out and socialize with people or do all these things with other people when I probably need to be doing some other things. Right. But this is where I'm going. And I think, I mean, on here too, it notes the sexual increase mm-hmm. activity. I think that's really common. Yes, very. Where their sex drive is like, I don't. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm going to go pick a couple people up at the bar, like right now. And that's yeah. where the directed activity goes. Yeah. Yeah. There's also psychomotor agitation, which just means kind of purposeless, like, physical activity yeah just kind of like puttering like constant puttering all around right right like i mean if it is taking the cabinets off like you're doing that like you're actively doing all that stuff or Mm -hmm. maybe you're bouncing around in your chair a little bit you know you're just you're moving and you're grooving Mm -hmm. and there's also excessive involvement in activities that have high potential for painful consequences so you did mention one of those which can be like increased sex drive which then relates to like taking home multiple partners which could be a problem if you're in a monogamous relationship for mm-hmm. example um that could or be an not, issue if you're too impulsive to protect yourself yeah experience yeah sometimes that happens yeah if you're not having safe sex or whatever the case is right. um putting yourself at risk health wise is a big issue yeah driving too fast yeah drinking a whole bunch yeah or yeah. doing a lot of substances which often makes mania way worse but yep. People love to do substances when they're manic. (laughs) I mean, it's like, yeah. And uh, yeah, driving too fast. Like I had a client who would drive super, super fast on his motorcycle when he became manic, which is super dangerous. Well, because he's unstoppable too. I mean, that's part of it, right? Like I'm not going to die. Yeah, you feel, yeah, exactly. You might feel invincible in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, this is fun. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Or um, there's other things that you could do. You could do shopping. Yeah, shopping is a big one, I think. It's a big one. Yeah, unrestrained buying sprees. You're just 
Online shopping. Put that in cart. Put that. It, oh. it feels. I, some time. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I love online shopping. Yeah. But I think it has destroyed a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with you totally. I don't know. I love it, but I don't know if it's an evil that is worth it for me. Right. Like I have not personally had a problem with the financial side of online shopping. However, I, know a I lot think, of people who have. yeah, I think I'd be willing to give up online shopping just because of how many people I know yeah. who like are, have literally been financially ruined by this. Yeah. Well, yeah. think about again, middle of the night, you're, you're active. Yeah. They're putting stuff in their cart and they're checking yeah. out. And then the next morning they might be like, Oh shit, I bought all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, they're in such a state too, that you're not. Mm-hmm. I know clients with bipolar who like when they have like a really, really trusted friend or a significant other, they have that person hold on to their cards and like mm-hmm. banking information, um, particularly like during stressful times, like right yep. before the holidays. Cause they're like, I know, that I'm likely to go manic here and right. I cannot afford to buy $10,000 right. worth of stuff. Like it well, really Well, and sometimes can. it's like, I'm, you're buying for other people. Like, it's not mm-hmm. that you're being like, selfish. No. Either. Sometimes like, oh, this person would love this. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, you can still be in a loving, giving state, yes. but you're like just buying yourself into the poorhouse. Yes, absolutely, man. God, online shopping. <laughs> yeah, it's dangerous. I really, I really I, would give I it up for other people. these darn Amazon yeah. So yeah. I'm worried about kids. I mean, I wonder how often kids have just accidentally bought shit. Yeah. That's a good point. I forgot that you could buy stuff on there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't remember it until it asked me if I wanted to. And I was like, what? No. <laughs> shut it down. Shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's there's no delayed gratification or impulse control. No. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a nightmare for bipolar. Right. So this mood disturbance is sufficiently severe to cause marked impairment in social or occupational functioning, and it may necessitate hospitalization to prevent harm for self or others, and there might be psychotic features even. Yeah. So like seeing or hearing things that are not there. Yep. That um, happened in a manic episode. Yeah. Or in a real extreme one. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've heard people talking to angels and demons yep. during a manic episode. That's actually not that unusual yeah or having like delusions usually ones of grandeur yeah like delusions for sure just like a delusion being a belief that something is true that is like clearly objectively not true like you could disprove it yeah um yeah so and obviously i think it's kind of clear how this could impair your social life yeah and and your ability to get the job done yeah yeah, your functioning is obviously going to be a little unhinged when you're a little unhinged. Yeah, it's yeah. really, it's just really disruptive. Yeah, overall, and I think that people with bipolar are just like it's very, fr- it's a very frustrating condition yes. because you can be doing okay most of the time and then have a manic episode that derails like right. a y- year's worth of work. Yeah, and I think that's just like really, really frustrating for folks. Yeah, well, I think that's something that a lot of people forget with bipolar disorder is you can have a normal state. You can be yeah, like, oh yeah, totally normal function functional state for a long time long long time Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden have an episode yes and like you said that episode could derail years of work that you have put in on yourself and your finances and just in your world in general yeah if oh i think on some level i've had clients say to me like it always feels like i'm unscrewing up something like i'm always like having to debug something Uh, that got rebugged it's just a frustrating like experience and I do feel like with meds and therapy it can be two step forward but then there is a one step back and I I just think that's like I really empathize with that honestly yeah yeah I yeah I've definitely been in positions before where I'm like I am working so hard and I'm just getting like (laughs) 
checked, <laughs> right. checked into like the wall. Everything I try is not happening. It's like life, like locker checks me. It's like yeah. douche. Like yeah. So I can I can empathize with that. Um, the episode itself, so a manic episode, I said this earlier, cannot be attributed to something physiological like a substance. So right. not cocaine, right. You're not, not, you know, meth. way because you took some kind of drug. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and hey, keep in mind, uh, thyroid conditions, I actually think hyperthyroidism um, can cause something that looks like mania. So you want to check mm. people's thyroids to make sure that they don't yeah. go hyperthyroid, which is too much. In the DSM, it also mentions that five or more symptoms are present during the same two-week period, most of the day or nearly every day. Right. And we talk about how it causes significant distress, at least to others and to yourself once you're out of the manic right. phase. Right. Once you get a snap out of it, you're like, oh, shit, I just really blew some stuff up. Yeah. Again, maybe you had, like, a really good relationship or a really supportive situation happening or you're doing really well at work. Mm-hmm. And now, all of a sudden. Yep. You just, you just cut off all that stuff. Right. It, I think a lot of people are, can be surprised how much damage can be done in a week. Yeah. 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 And then after that, a, a common thing that happens is a depressed mood state. Yeah. So it can be feeling sad, empty, hopeless. Um, it can be irritable too. So irritability can be either in the hypomania or in the depression. Or both. Yep. Or in, <laughs> yep. Yay, we're irritable all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> it's just like my only experience that I ever had for mental health symptoms is just like irritability forever. Perma. Pure, Perma irritability. Yep. That's it. That's it. So as a reminder, what is just the depressed mood again? Yeah, so you might have a loss of interest or pleasure in those enjoyable activities, those things that you once really found enjoyable that you really love to do just aren't fun mm-hmm. anymore, or you maybe just don't even have the energy or desire to do them. Yes. You might have weight loss or gain, and eating is actually a huge issue in yeah. bipolar. Oh, uh, yeah. Big one. Because in, in mania, you could like eat everything in the world. And in depression, you could eat everything in the world or you could just not sleep, not eat. And yeah. And I mean, or it could go back and forth depending on the episode you're in. Yeah. So I hear at like nutritional changes are really big with that sort of thing. Yeah. It's hard to regulate. And again, you have that impulse control struggle. Yeah. So regulating what you eat and eating healthy and kind of monitoring that when Mm -hmm. you're in either a manic or a depressed state is Mm -hmm. really hard. Yep. Also within the depression, you could have insomnia or hypersomnia. So it could be, but it won't look as uh, significant as the mania. Right. So like the insomnia would be like, you are tired. Yes. And you are exhausted. exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. But you just like, your mind won't stop like thinking about sad things maybe. So you can't sleep, et cetera. But it's more, I, it's more common for me to see the hypersomnia on it. Right. Yeah. With the depression. And that's when you're like sleeping way too much. You're just staying in bed all Mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. And again, you're, cause you're exhausted. Your body, you're depressed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then like. You are the bed now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You and the better one. And honestly with the depression, it's like, I think a lot of times it's just triggered by the feelings of like shame that happened from the mania. Right. So it's just like, I mean, there is a chemical thing, but then also you're like, F. F. Look what I just did. Yeah. And so that doesn't make it feel any better, certainly. Right. So you could feel worthless or guilty for what happened during Mm -hmm. that situation or just generally. Yeah. And you might have the psychomotor agitation or retardation. So 
again, that's either kind of sped, sped up movement or a slowed down movement. Yep. Like you're, you're really dragging or you're just, you're buzzing around. Yeah. And usually I see the dragon. Yes. Personally, agreed. I've seen For that more. Yeah. And then the concentration stuff or the indecisiveness stuff mm -hmm. can stay. Yeah. It will look different. Like one, the depression stuff kind of looks more like a mental fog. Whereas the mania stuff more looks like you can't like grab. Like ball machine. Yeah, yeah. Like you can't grab an idea because it's all so fast. Right. And then you might have some recurrent thoughts of death or su even suicidal thoughts, right? I yep. mean, when we're in these depressive states, sometimes we think that it's not going to get better and mm -hmm. and we think about death. Yep. It's like more, just morbid ideation, just kind of yeah. like thinking about it. Yep. And I would say the 12 month prevalence of this is about 0.6%. So it's not... I, I think um, bipolar one is like extremely overdiagnosed. Oh yeah, like it's it's incorrectly diagnosed most of the time, um, and I I actually didn't put I think a section in there about this, so I think it would be okay for a brief moment to talk about like what are the misdiagnoses of bipolar, because um, when we see it, usually what would happen, and I can kind of like talk about clinical cases here real quick. Um, usually, what happens for me is that particularly when I worked in a hospital, I would get a referral for a client and they'd say, mm -hmm. this is bipolar. And then, uh, you know, you'd see that all on their chart and then you would do a chart review and you'd see like, this mania doesn't appear to have any pattern, mm -hmm. the quote unquote mania. Yeah. And I'm not even sure there has been mania. And then you ask them a bunch of questions and it turns out that either it's just a substance use problem, like cocaine, mm -hmm. meth, something like that. That hasn't been disclosed or tested, which is fine. No judgment. No, but no judgment. But that that's yeah. not bipolar then. Right. Right. Um, another issue is often um, PTSD. Like the most common misdiagnosis in in my line is often PTSD. Yeah. It's, it's like this person is not sleeping because, um, you like know. you said, it's a fear base. Yeah. It's yeah. like, well, I'm afraid somebody's going to come into my room or I'm afraid that a bomb is going to go off or I'm afraid whatever and I'm still back where right. I used and to be mentally. And their irritability is partially from that and their moods and thoughts are you know all over the place because of the trauma and the, the fear. And the fear yeah. is keeping them kind of in that elevated state. Right. It's not mania. Yeah and then yeah. they might be using a substance to cope sure. with that. Which, which then escalates and further makes them look. Yeah. yeah so when you have somebody like you really need to assess and, and especially for um People, lay people in the world, like if you have a diagnosis of bipolar disorder, if you've been told you have it, I'd really ask yourself, like, do I also have a trauma history? And could those symptoms possibly be more accounted for by the trauma history? Now, mm -hmm. honestly, there can be both. Definitely there sure, can yeah. be both. Some people definitely can have both. But a lot of times I see clients that are over-medicated and then it's like for bipolar and then I get them in and they're like, oh yeah, also there's this deep dark trauma and they're like, plus the medications don't really help me that much. I just feel, <laughs> just feel weird. And I'm like, well, then, then that's probably not, not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's probably not bipolar then. I have seen real um, instances of it too. Very real instances for of sure. it. Um, and then sometimes when you do have bipolar, like you're more likely to have a trauma history. Yes. I was going to say, cause you're doing impulsive things and you're maybe getting yourself in mm -hmm. potential traumatizing situations. Yeah, exactly. And so like, it could be both definitely. Um, another way to like check out diagnosis is to look at the timeline. I find a lot of times people really don't look at the timeline. I don't know what mm. the problem is that with that, with diagnoses, but it's like, okay, 
When did these symptoms start? Yeah, if this person was physically, sexually, or emotionally assaulted, and then these symptoms began, right? Why don't There's we a start there? Yeah, maybe we should consider right. that. Right, <laughs> but but if these symptoms began like pretty much around puberty and teenage years, yeah. and they really worsened, and there wasn't like a huge change in the environment, maybe bipolar. Right. Right. So, it, I, and then if both, then you want to take it seriously for both. Right. And sometimes what you can do is treat the trauma. Like, yes, you know, and see if Start that there. helps resolving yeah. it. Yeah. Like, right. But so I, I just, so I, I caution that always because I think people, everybody I talk to thinks, seems to think they have bipolar. Oh, yes. And because people, again, they think that this, that means that your mood is fluctuating all the time when that's not what it is. Again, you have to be in like a two week or a week period of each of these mood sets. Yeah. And for a lot of people, I feel like it's a lot longer than that. Yep. It's more like a month of each. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> you know, and I agree. So it's not that you're just like, you're up and you're down, you're up and you're down. No, no. no. Yeah. Bipolar is like, you're one way for like a week uh -huh. or a month. Yeah. And you're really, really, really up and irritable and like energetic. And then you're really, really down and like, you're not vacillating. Right. Which I think people are like, yeah, it's just this like, I'm bipolar. Like one minute I'll feel this way and the next minute I'll feel this way. And you're like, no, that's more consistent with an anxiety disorder maybe. Yeah. Or PTSD. That is called emotional lability. Yeah. Which means your emotions are like kind of all over the place. And that's way more consistent with something like an abuse history honestly than it is with bipolar um so for what that's worth i think that the lay people and and so that matters like where the issue is coming from really matters because it depends on what like med you're going to end up taking yeah well, or what therapy you get actually find out that they are bipolar from their medications yes right? especially yes. women tend to start in that depressive stage uh -huh. a lot of times the first episode they experience is a depressed episode yes and then you get put on a depressed medication, mm -hmm. you know, antidepressant, and then boom, they're You're manic. manic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. because that kind of helps some doctors or providers then figure out, oh, we're not. Uh-oh. <laughs> this, this is a different game. Yeah, this is and a so different thing. you have thing. to be on a different kind of medication. Yeah, absolutely. So we just wanted to talk about really briefly, clinically, how this looks, how we ended up seeing it as providers. And again, that's bipolar one. Yes. Now there is also bipolar two, but I think we're going to save that for the next episode. Okay. So in the next episode, we're going to talk about bipolar two disorder. Yes. And we're also going to talk a little bit about just treatments overall for bipolar one and two and what to kind of look for and think about. Yeah. And, uh, Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. So just to ended on a kind of differentiating bipolar one versus bipolar two, I think. Yeah. So bipolar one tends to be a little more severe. Yes. So mania mm -hmm. is what you have to experience, right? For bipolar one. Mm -hmm. Bipolar two is hypomania. Mm -hmm. And that actually means less than. Now, yes. as somebody who isn't maybe in it, I mean, I know the first time I heard hypomania, I'm like, well, that sounds like it should be more. Yeah. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. sounds like it should be worse, but yeah. that's actually hyper. Not as, <laughs> yeah, not as severe as mm -hmm. a mania episode. Yep. So there is a. There is a less severe one called bipolar two, which some people do get, and uh, we will chat we'll about that dive more. Dive into that next time. Yeah. Yeah. So. Based on what we're kind of talking about today, what do we want to try for outside of session a practice? I can tell you for me, I'm yeah, just going to be a go. little bit more watchful for bipolar. I just want to keep my eyes out for it in my client case. Sure, sure. Yeah. Usually I'm pretty vigilant about it, but whenever I do a diagnosis episode, it's just a nice refresher for me yeah. to go back and do a little check through. I know that one's pretty hard to miss, honestly, particularly like 
eventually you'll see somebody manic. Yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. Like, well, shit. Yep. <laughs> and then you're, and then you realize immediately, like, oh, I got to change a lot of things. But it's just doing more of an assessment on mania, I think, in the beginning to make sure I don't miss it and right. apply it. Yeah. Well, I think you're so well versed in doing trauma assessments that yeah. maybe, like, occasionally that one's like, oh shit, yeah, can slip. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It can slip by. So it's just a nice reminder to get on to in stay there. Aware. Yep. I like that. Yeah. I would say I would do the same, but I'm still on maternity leave, so. I'm not going <laughs> to be checking in on this. Yeah, people. yeah. I think, although, I mean, I, I do not have this diagnosis, I think I'm just going to try to just be aware of my moods right now. Because mm. I think there's a lot going on, you know, mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. the postpartum and with moving. And I'm just going to try to be a little bit more aware of what I'm feeling mm-hmm. and acknowledging those feelings. Feelings. So, kind of tangential from here, but that's okay. No, I love it. I'm into it. Want to marry it. Great. Cool. So do you have any jokes for me this week? You go first. Okay. My boss told me to have a good day. So I went home. (laughs) (laughs) Short and sweet, baby. Oh, I love that. Why does Santa have such a big sack? Hmm. (laughs) I don't know. Because he only comes once a year. Oh, my God. Dirty. <laughs> Sorry, it's just too funny. We have an explicit tag on this, okay? <laughs> we have mentioned that before. Our title says shit. So you know that there's gonna be some stuff. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us, folks. And thanks again, listeners, for writing in. We love to hear from you, and we will chat with you next week. Yeah, see you next time. Bye. Bye.